Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Thanks for listening to Danny and Dusty On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Is your heater safe? Why replace it when Service Patriots can restore it? Get their $59 27-point furnace tune-up and safety check, including a free 1-inch filter. They'll also check your AC for free. Go to servicepatriots.com. This is a week for traditions. Now, last time I had a turkey, I was in there having a $2 special morning hard dogs about three years ago. Food, family, and football stuff. Hey, your sister, you sure your sister knows I'm coming? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's very excited. This is a rivalry week edition of Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by PG Long, your Northwest foreign experts. Online at PGLongLLC.com. Danny and Dusty on Portland's Turkey Bowl on the radio. 1080. What the fuck? Go in the alley and eat the bird. The fan. Hour number three here on a Tuesday on Danny and Dusty, which means it's time for three up, three down on Tuesday afternoon. Three things we liked, three things we didn't. Coming out of the NFL weekend. It was a fun weekend. It was a good weekend. The NFL... Look, man, uh, the story writers for the NFL, they've, they've done a pretty damn good job for uh, season number 67. Uh, I think it's 103. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean the NFL merger, <laughs> post-merger. <laughs> it is. Uh, it really is. Everything is shaping up to be another wild finish. I, I, the NFC is just kind of meh. Doo-doo. Kids would say mid. Yes. Very mid. Um, but my first up on my three up, Jordan Love. Hey, Packer fans. Hey there, Packer fans. You got to play the L.A. Chargers on defense this week. Congratulations. Jordan Love looked really good, though. It's not just his numbers of, you know, passing for over 300 yards, which seemed like it would be impossible to do. Uh, Again, the Chargers. (laughs) Um, But his completion percentage wasn't great, but he made throws that I think we have not seen Jordan Love make before. He had one where he was rolling out to his left. He went back to the right in the middle of the field, which is usually no-no territory for mm-hmm. him. He delivered a dart right across the middle, and even if it was against another team not named the Chargers, he would have threaded that needle. And when they needed points, he was able to orchestrate drives. And that is important moving forward for Jordan Love. Does it translate from week to week? No. But you get one week, and this week, Jordan Love was up. Mine is going to go with uh, making decisions. I, I, I know it's going to be really hard for me to, to beat the accusations of me not enjoying people getting fired, but the Pittsburgh Steelers made a change. The first time they've made a change midseason in 80-plus years. I think that that isn't just like an accusation. I think it's a fact. Yeah, You're no. addicted to getting people fired now. Damn now. God, you get a little bit, just a little power hungry, and this is what happens. But the Steelers needed this. I mean, this this was this was yeah. worse than Grinch with the with USC. This I don't know if it was worse. It was worse than McDaniel's with the Raiders. That was an S show. Uh, but the Steelers make a change, and now let's see what they can do with the hire going forward. Can they? 
I don't think anybody's going to pry Ben Johnson away from the Lions without giving a head coaching job because the Lions can just say, we'll pay you no. more money. Yeah. So I don't think that that's the way that they go, but can they land their next OC hire? And can they maybe find a quarterback who's worth a damn? I saw a mock draft. Pro Football Focus had Bo Nix going to the Pittsburgh Steelers. I could see that. I could see that. Yeah. Again, you Bo and I talked himself. about this off air. If Bo Nix turns into more likable Kirk Cousins... That's a good quarterback. Yeah. That's a good quarterback. Take a solid guy. Yeah. Um, my my second one is uh, Bubble Water. Uh, Russell Wilson and mm. the Denver Broncos. Look, they have won four in a row. Mm. They are playing good football. And it's not just like they have four fraudulent wins. They've beaten. It started with the Packers. Okay, win. That's a fraudulent win. Then you beat. But they're an okay team. Like a, a, a fraudulent win would be beating the Bears, which was their only other win before this. But you beat the Packers. You beat the Chiefs at you beat, home. You beat a sick Patrick Mahomes. You beat – who cares? You beat Still the Buffalo – they couldn't win. Yeah. They beat the Buffalo Bills on the road, and then they beat the Minnesota Vikings. Two close games – doesn't matter. They've won four games in a row, and Russell Wilson is not washed. Mm-hmm. He is not at, at all. And he is, is he the guy he was in Seattle? No. He had four games, five straight games of under 200 yards. He's playing a lot better now. <laughs> he has one game in his last six over 200 yards passing. Also, Who cares? They're again, there's four no, and oh. there's, there's no style points in the NFL. You're entirely right. But Have also, you watched him, though? Yes. And also, okay, then, uh, then if you've watched him and you're not, seeing a quarterback that is not washed, then I don't know what you're watching because Russell Wilson is actually making plays. I'm not I'm not a Russell Wilson defender, but you gotta give credit where credit is due. He is hard, making plays again. It's hard for me to say make plays when you're when you're completing as many passes as Badgett with the Bears and putting up essentially the same numbers. He's trying to win though. But also, again, uh, this you could say this is anti Bronco because I'm a Raiders fan, but also yeah. I will say every one of those wins comes against either a bad team in the Packers or teams that have been in absolute dysfunction and disarray for the last couple of weeks. I uh, okay. Am I wrong? Yes. Okay. The Chiefs can't score in the second half. The Bills, we don't know what the hell the they defending are. Defending Super Bowl team okay. champion, and have they not been in disarray? Hold on, hold on. The, you're, you're talking about a team that is seven and three. Sure. A team that is what have now they been in the last four six games? Six and five. What 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 have the Chiefs been over the last four weeks? They are two and two. Mm-hmm. With two one and- of those losses to the Denver Broncos. Yes. I am not discrediting wins in the NFL. No, I'm not. Again, I'm not discrediting. And I'm not I'm dis- just- like Russell Wilson is also. I'm highlighting this. Better. This reeks of Minnesota Vikings wins last year. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Hold on. Nobody is saying that the. Denver Broncos are like a championship caliber team, but Russell Wilson was written off, left for dead. I'm still out. They are winning football games, and he is playing far better than he did at the beginning of the year or at any point last year. And that's why Russell Wilson is up for me at number two. I said all of this, and now I'm going to go with my up. I'm going to give it to the Texans, who, in spite of poor quarterback play this weekend, continue to find ways to win. D'Amico Ryans has got that team playing incredibly well. Uh, with a rookie quarterback who had his first real rough go of it. He also, uh, here's an insane number for CJ. For <laughs> it would have been nice if they could have won by six instead of five. Yeah, I know. You're doing this after wins over the Cardinals, Bucks, and Bengals. Yeah, well, one of them doesn't have, a you know, the uh, expectations <laughs> heaped upon it. Um, we also, we, 
We did, it is a sliding scale. It is 100%. I'm not, I'm not arguing with it. But we, what Nobody, we, everybody cashed what, in all their Broncos. All those Broncos chips were cashed yeah. in so long ago. What? And nobody's calling the Broncos great. What, what did we think the Texans were going to be this year? Oh, bad. Again. Very bad. Yeah. And, and they've yeah. been not even like, okay, they've been good. They have been absolutely. So I'm, I'm giving I'm absolutely. giving the, the Texans their love. D'Amico Ryan's has got that team playing incredibly well. C.J. Stroud, even after a bad game, uh, gets them in a position to to kick a game winning field goal. He now has in his first five home games more passing yards at home than any quarterback ever through their first five games. He's been outstanding. I don't think there's any question about it right now. He is the rookie of the year for sure. Oh, he's running away with it. My third up, I got uh, Brock Purdy in those San Francisco mm-hmm. 49ers. Uh, they have a lull in every season uh, with Kyle Shanahan. They went through a lull, and boy, was it ugly. Uh, their losses to Cleveland, Minnesota, and Cincinnati. But um, they're getting back on track with the win in Jacksonville. It started a week ago. Then they uh, absolutely mopped the floor with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 27-14, that's a route in NFL standards. 34-3, the wake-up call is there, and they're starting to get healthy again. Brock Purdy going for 296 and 333. His safety blankets are back, and he's playing so much better. Uh, the one thing that is going to be a, a big question is, what does that defense look like moving forward without Talanoa uh, Hufanga? Uh, the Crescent Valley product is an incredible safety, and he's done for the year with the torn ACL. That's huge for them. Yeah, that's 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 terrible. It's, yeah. it's, it's always bad when you have an injury. It's always bad when the injury comes when you get juked literally out of your knees. Uh, I would say so. That's yeah. terrible. Uh, I'm I'm going to tell you here on the 49ers. The 49ers get healthy, and all of a sudden they look like world beaters again. Yeah. So my my my, my up is the 49ers' health. Absolutely. They, they have Ayuk back out there. They have Kittle back out there. They have McCaffrey back out there, and they have Purdy out there. And it turns out that it, when everybody's at least relatively healthy, because nobody's truly healthy this time of the year, they look like a world beating squad again. Yep. Uh, we've got for my first down. I'm going Commanders football. Commanders football is... Inventing ways to lose to the Giants. Uh, I mean, Sam Howell, he looked frazzled. Uh, three interceptions in that game and all critical. Mm-hmm. He, they're getting him absolutely killed back there. I Even though the Giants had nine sacks a lot. Uh, four sacks, man, that is... It, it's, it's brutal to kind of see him take those shots over and over and over again. This is a team that should be far better than what they are uh, playing at right now. They should not be losing to the New York football Giants. They're 4-7, and seven, and they're only 1-4 and four at home. And when Magic Johnson is tweeting negative things about uh, the team that he owns, you know they're in trouble. Get a little in good the Magic most Johnson basic yeah. terms ever. We had four turnovers and my commanders lost. That's right. That's that, basically the summation of... I think it was actually pretty close to that. Yeah. Wow, my Washington Commanders turned the ball over six times today and gave the Giants 24 points off of turnovers. We lost 31-19. <laughs> Magic Johnson tweets are fantastic. <laughs> Thank you, Magic. Appreciate it. Uh, Nailing it. Soon somebody will be tweeting about Brandon Staley losing his job. Oh, that's what you're going with. My, my first down is, is Brandon Staley. He's a dead man walking. There, sure sounds there like is it. just I, I, there is no level of cheap that you convince me yeah. that the Spanos family has that he is the coach of the Chargers next season. Yeah, you just can't. Yeah, he's it, it's done. It, it, the way the, the what we played the audio that we played yesterday was inexcusable. It was it, really bad. It's really bad. The, the team is defunct. 
There's there's no level of accountability on any level, and he's unfortunately he's got to go. Uh, my second one is Travis Kelsey. Uh, Travis Kelsey, seven catches for 44 yards in a touchdown last night, Monday Night Football, but two drops, and they were massive drops, and then the peanut punch for a fumble as you're going into the goal line. That is the difference between winning and losing the football game, and Travis Kelsey, at the end of it, he took full accountability for it. That was a rough look for him, and there's they're looking for answers because that drive, they were on a 12-play, 65-yard drive. He fumbles uh, in the red zone. That is brutal for the Kansas City Chiefs. You hate to see it. Uh, things you hate to see. Cincinnati Bengals built a team around Joe Burrow. They look to be really coming together uh, at the right time and, and kind of doing what they do. They, they're typically a slow starting team. After coming so close so many times, they're not even going to have an opportunity this season. Yep. It's time to pack it up. The Bengals, there's there's no amount of patchwork with Jake Browning that you can do. Uh, there's there's no yeah, amount he of. Looked awful it's, it's, va- it's bad. It's bad. Uh, it's really bad. You hate to see a team that you look at and win healthy as a Super Bowl contender, yeah. uh, but without without Burrow, they're they're fried. And yeah. the the Bengals are now going to be in the uh, draft preview selection for the rest of the season. Uh, my final third down here is the Vrabel bump. Mike Vrabel did such a great job doing more with less in Tennessee for so long. Uh, they're really struggling now. They've lost 14 times in their last 17 games. Yep, you got that right. If you were to extrapolate uh, where they're at at this point in the season, you go full 17-game season, they would be 3-14 and 14 on this year. And they lost their ninth game in a row on the road. Nine in a row they have Good lost God. on the road. 34-14. They got routed in every way possible by the Jacksonville Jaguars last weekend, including uh, Will Levis, who everybody thought was uh, the king of football, 13 of 17, 158 yards uh, last week. It's tough. My, my final down, the Cleveland Browns offense, in spite of having one of the best defenses in the entire NFL, it's being wasted. Yeah. Even with Deshaun Watson healthy, it was yep. being wasted. As of right now, the Browns have total total touchdowns, 20 from their offense. 20. Okay? The only teams were the worst, the Jets at 10, the Steelers at 15, Titans Patriots at 15, Giants Panthers Falcons at 16, Raiders at 18, and the Rams and Cardinals at 19. Mm-hmm. You are essentially talking about the trash of the NFL. It's really bad. That's where their offense is. This is a stat that is blowing my mind. The Los Angeles Chargers have given up 2,916 yards passing for worst in the NFL, including 16 touchdowns, 6 interceptions. Guess how many passing yards the Browns have given up this year? Given up? Yes. The Browns' passing defense. How many yards have the Browns given up this year? Uh, I'm going to say in 10 games, I'm going to say that they've given up around 1,800. Less than half, 1,437. The Is Chargers have given up. Not less than half of no, no. 14, 1,800. Oh, no, of no, the Chargers. Of the Chargers. Okay, you're, you're, like, you're, you're off by 400 yards. I was like... <laughs> yeah, that is they that's have incredible. Given up nine total that is touchdowns. Incredible. They are allowing teams to complete a league low fifty-five percent of their passes. That's incredible, man. They have that is incredible. they their have defense a is world-beating defense. Yeah, they're really good. World-beating defense, and their offense is atrocious. Yeah, they are, you are watching the Browns waste a world-class defense. Yep, 
Absolutely. Hate to see it. Well, it's what the Browns do, man. It's like they paid Deshaun Jackson all that money. Deshaun They're not going to be or Deshaun Watson. They're not going to be able to have all the money to pay anybody for good years. around him. And that defense is exquisite. incredible. Yeah, Miles Garrett is an absolute monster. He's in the running for defensive player of the year. That's it. Three up, three down. Three things we like. Three things we didn't. Coming out of the NFL this week. Coming up next, we will dive into the world of college football again, where uh, the Oregon Ducks are getting more and more praise heaped upon them by uh, another former national champion, Danny Dusty, Danny the fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Rivalry Week with Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by PG Long. On 1080 The Fan. Ahead of Rivalry Week, the Oregon Ducks taking on the Oregon State Beavers. As long as they win here, they win in advance and will move on to the Pac-12 title game to take on the Washington Huskies and... Really, for the last couple of weeks, you've heard analysts around the country saying that the Oregon Ducks are playing, if not the best, some of the best football in the country. Uh, it was was it Herb Street a couple of weeks ago that had them as as the team playing the best best level in the in college yep. football? Yep. And then I believe there was somebody else that was on the ESPN panel during the college football playoff. Oh, it was um, uh, former Alabama quarterback. Uh, McElroy, McElroy, thank you. McElroy. McElroy was talking about how good they were playing, and in in the midst of his uh, resumes should matter uh, spiel, was it two weeks ago? Now, uh, now we have another voice being uh, tossed on there, and Urban Meyer is. This isn't the first time he's said anything about the Ducks, but he continues to heap praise on the Ducks level of play. No, I think they're as well coached team in the country. I talked to Dan Lanning last week because I was just intrigued. Everything they do on offense. They try to, you know, they bother the defense, whether it's empty, line up and empty, motion to back, Bucky Irving in the backfield, uh, whether it's a Q run, whether it's the tempo, everything they do on offense, they try to be a pain to the, on offense, they try to be a pain to the defense. But you know what, on defense, with Tosh Lupoy there, he does the same thing. They're doing simulated pressures. They're doing corner blitzes. I mean, every snap. And I'd like to think that's kind of like our Utah team was. And I asked him about that. And he said, yeah, he sits in the other meeting room. For example, he'll sit on the offensive side of the ball. And he'll hear what gives the offense problems. Then he'll walk in the defense room and they'll put it in. He'll sit in the defense room and say, okay, this man, this drives this defensive coach, which is crazy. He walks right over the other side and does it. So I think he's a star uh, landing. I think he's got not good players, great players. I think Bo Nix is Having, I mean, are you kidding me? Uh, this transfer, sixth-year guy, he manages it. Um, so I, I, I think they're one of the top. I'd say top three teams in the country right now. I mean, sure. Uh, I mean, they're playing like it, yeah, and they're preparing like it. But here is the th- here's the thing with landing, and landing is 
getting his guys to play at an insanely high level right now. Mm-hmm. And if you watch them on the surface, you're seeing touchdowns. You're seeing them now getting home on sacks. But the discipline with which they are playing is incredible. And their readiness for games. I mean, you saw screens last week against Arizona State where your defensive end is catching uh, a wide receiver as he gets the ball on an outside screen. That is readiness and preparedness for a game. And that's what that's what Urban Meyer is talking about. You're seeing, like, already, you saw at the USC game, mm-hmm. Caleb Williams had nothing open. It's not because he doesn't have fast guys. No. It's not because Lincoln Riley isn't a, a good play caller. It is because Oregon knew what was coming, right? Yeah. They are their their guys are in the right spot and you have to improvise. And that's why Caleb Williams even kept that game remotely close. Because that's what he does. Is because they're they are ready each and every week. Mm-hmm. Offensively, Bonix doesn't put the numbers up unless the staff is doing a lot of self scouting, which is what Urban Meyer's talking about, mm-hmm. which isn't unique to anybody in no. college football. But the awareness to do it when things are going well. Most teams do it when you start hitting a lull in a season. Sure. To continue to do it week in and week out, that is different. But let's not kid ourselves. Where Dan Lanning has fallen short with Oregon is in close games yep. and in rivalry games when those games have been close. Those are the games he's lost. And those are the games he's lost. And getting his ass whooped by Georgia in game one. Right. Which, Other than that, his, his, his record's fl- been flawless. flawless. I wouldn't disagree. And, and the problem is, and for for Duck fan, is that the things that matter big time beyond once you again, the fact that everything else has been mostly flawless. The the only I think the only real pushback I have to that is the penalties, where they've 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 been dumb with some stuff, but they've cleaned it up. But the last two years, they first half of the year they picked up picked up a lot of penalties just being undisciplined, and then the second half of the year tightened it up. So there's growth there. That's that's the if I'm being nitpicky, that's the probably the only thing about them that I go, eh, okay, that. But that's again, I'm getting, I'm I'm raking the sand trying to find something. Otherwise, landing has been impeccable across the board, and I think it makes the shortcomings in the close games and in the rivalries that much louder. Because the other stuff, you can't go, well, yeah, there's that, or well, yeah, there's that. There's like a pattern of this, right? So it makes those those four losses stand out the most. That's what I'm really interested in seeing this week is mm-hmm. what fourth down looks like in those decisions that he makes because— I hope he doesn't change. He, I don't think he will. I hope he doesn't change. I don't think he will, but how often do you do it is— go- I think the, the willingness to go for it on fourth down won't change— the amount that he does, I think, will. I think it early in games, I don't think you're going to see it nearly as much. He will take points you, if they're there. So you think it's the the opportunity as opposed to the to the um, I'm struggling for the word the op- the opportunity as a, as opposed to the volume. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I think that that's where it was just like he just trusted his guys, which I think that's why his players do play so hard is because he trusts them, and he'll trust them on fourth down. And I think that is where uh, a lot of young coaches, they try to be micromanagers, and they try to have their their thumb on everything. And I think that's really something that's quite different from Dan Landing is that he has uh, a lot of, as he says, you know, the rooted in substance, a lot of discipline. 
but also a lot of faith in his guys that uh, he he'll trust them full send. But it's very make no mistake about it. It's not like it's a player's coach that gets run on by his by his players. There's a lot of discipline within that program as well. I but to have Urban Meyer say that about you? Look, Ur- Urban's in a complete a hole, but the dude can coach. Yeah, he's a scumbag. He I mean, just absolutely of the highest order. Of the highest order. Yeah, but my God, can he coach? Yes, he can. The man knows the game inside and out. Yep. So it it is when you're talking about praising a coach and praising preparation and praising execution, you're not gonna find many guys yep. with you know the ability to heap higher praise. No doubt about it. So no doubt. Uh, coming up next. The college football playoff is, what, uh, two? About an hour and a half away. An hour and a half. Less than an hour and a half away from being announced. Which will it? Well, the the rankings. Rankings, Not the playoff itself. we got a little bit of time for that. we got a couple more weeks for that. But which way will it go? Will the Washington Huskies leapfrog Florida State after the Jordan Travis injury? We'll get to that more. But first, here's the Big Kahuna with the Sports Center update. Hamburgers, the cornerstone of any nutritious breakfast. This is Rivalry Week with Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by P.G. Long. On 1080 The Fan. The college football playoff bracket, so to speak, will be announced uh, in about an hour and 21 minutes. Will a Pac-12 team be in the top four? They need to be. They should be. I mean, the college football playoff committee says they take things into account like injuries. And I know that Florida State uh, handled their bitterness against North Alabama, but they were down 13-0. Jordan Travis got hurt. That is a gnarly injury. I get it. But there is no way that you can say that Florida State, which barely escaped Miami the week before, uh, which should have put Washington ahead of them, right? Mm Mm-hmm. there's no way that you can say Florida State is is still as good of, if not a better team than Washington without Jordan Travis. And Washington just, oh, by the way, went on the road and squeaked it out. But mm-hmm. they won against what the committee said was the 11th best team in the country this past week. Yes, and on top of that, even if Jordan Travis was healthy... Washington should still surpass them because they have four wins against yeah. the top 25, Absolutely. three of them on the road. Mm-hmm. Period. Point blank. Nobody else in the country can say that. Yeah. And this is, uh, I, I know that we won't see anything at the top. You know, um, Georgia, Ohio State, and Michigan, they did nothing to kind of move themselves off it unless the committee wants to say that, hey, Washington went on the road and that win against Oregon State proved to us that they deserve to even be number three. I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. Yeah, they should. Okay. I w- if you're going resume, nobody else has anything there. Yeah. And I think Oregon, you're, you're going to stay at six. I don't see anything changing in, in Oregon staying at six. But You don't think they, they move up to maybe number five? They could. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be shocked if they did because of the Jordan Travis injury. If you say, we know he's done for the year, mm-hmm. everybody knows in what that means to their viability as a, mm-hmm. a top four team in the country, uh, because they're going to play Louisville um, in the ACC championship game. Uh, they got Florida this week, but they're going to play Louisville in that ACC championship game. And, you know, if they finish with a, a clean slate, a perfect record, then now you got a real a real decision because you put a team in that you know without their star quarterback is 
is not a top four team? Or are you going to slide in the Pac-12 champion, which will either be undefeated Washington, which they will be in no matter what, full stop. Um, or, but if it comes down to, is it one loss Oregon, one loss Texas, one loss Bama, one loss Michigan or Ohio State, whoever loses this game this week. Like that's a real that's a real question that the committee has got to start thinking about because I could see Florida State winning their next two games and being undefeated. And at that point, what does the committee do? Because there's a lot of one loss teams that you're going, they're playing far better football right now. Yeah. And the interesting thing about this is do they want to put Oregon a little bit closer to the top four of their potential matchup with Washington? Yeah. To just make it winners in. Yeah. Yeah. Then the justification is quite simply winners in. Yeah. And I think you may see that wait for this weekend, wait to see what Florida State does look like uh, when they play a non-conference game against Florida um, this week. And then coming out of, you know, Civil War weekend, you can sit there and say, all right, the Ducks didn't stub their toe. You know, even if Florida State didn't stub theirs, we can sit there and push Oregon ahead with another ranked win, especially if their win is more impressive over Oregon State than Washington's was the week before. They can say, hey, we still think Oregon State's a really good team. And they beat them handily. You know? And that's going to be the interesting part of this is... they're going to manipulate it no, whatever way they yes, want. Yes, and that's, that, <laughs> this, this goes back to my point earlier of, of how the, the college football playoff committee has zero consistency. They do have consistency. They're in what, consistently inconsistent. No, no. They're, they're consistent in where they put the teams, though. And, but they Resume just, matters for some. Eye test matters for others. That's right. But they're very consistent in that. In in their when the eye test or like resume it. come head to head, they go with resume. I don't like right. It. I don't like it. Shocking. What's good, good for the goose is good for the gander. And what is that? Be consistent. Okay, with what? How you're going to evaluate? With what? Like like, and this is the problem: is that you if the have resume these matters, metrics. the resume matters. If it but doesn't, it, then but it doesn't. It's so different. It it can be so different. I don't like it. <laughs> Sorry, I don't like it. I mean, what do you want? What do you want? Consistency, damn it! It it is. They are. But also next year when we get the twelve. That's what playoff. bar two. Bar two came on last week, and I mean it was. He was like, no, they, this they're actually really consistent with what they do. Yes, they're it, very consistent. And the, as in, far as like how he he matches things up for the behind the scenes. Well, no, sure. with what with where they place teams and what they yes. actually use to evaluate. They are. They they are. They tell us something different, but they're really consistent in how they do it. Because be honest in how you're telling us that. But people don't understand that. What do you mean? They don't get the metrics. Like they don't uh, get. Okay, they don't get it. And so you just sit there and you say, "Well, this is why." Be better about BSing. That that's what they need to do. <laughs> I think you're just going to be angry no matter what. I mean, we know this, <laughs> but also with the 12 team playoff, which is something that I've wanted yeah. forever, then yeah. we're going to get the uh, volatility yep. that we've all wanted for so long. Uh, the, it's, the not gonna, it's not going to happen all the time, but occasionally you're going to get a poorly seated team in that 12 team bracket that is going to cause chaos. Look, Florida State is still being propped up because of a win against LSU early in the Which, year. Ugh. But they're doing that to prop up Georgia or Alabama. Which is hilarious for, because for that game happened SEC. long before Oregon-Washington. Oh, it was the beginning of the year? Yeah. It was first game of the year. And we're already talking about Oregon-Washington not having the value it had 
because it was early in the year, that how the hell is this still have any value? Well, it, the, the Oregon-Washington game does because they're 5-6 right now, and they're right next to each well, other. But you understand, like, from what I'm saying, if you're if you're talking about, well, that game was, you know, I know, early I know, in the but season. just know that at the end of the year, they do get it right. Sure. That they're just trying to make sure that they, they don't eliminate themselves at any any other point. All right, well, we're going to eliminate ourselves right now and take Ooh. a quick, quick break, and then we'll come back and tie a little nice little bow on this show. Danny and Dusty today in the Let's fan. do it. Rivalry Week with Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by P.G. Long. On 1080 The Fan. It is indeed Rivalry Week. The Oregon Ducks and the Oregon oh, State yeah. Beavers have what will be a last Civil War game, at least for a, a, a year. They need to make this thing continue. They, I mean, they when, it out. when you have a rivalry that, uh, again, I said this earlier, they've played 126 times. It's a lot. Uh, do you know the only FBS rivalries that are longer? I'm guessing it's the Ivy League ones. No, no, those are FCS. Uh, oh, FBS. Have, uh, Minnesota, Wisconsin. That's number one, 132 yeah. years. Then you got Auburn, Georgia, and North Carolina, Virginia. Auburn, Georgia's that old? 128. Yeah, and this really? one is the 127th installment. I mean, this game has been this game has been played more than anybody has played each other out west, and more than. Big game down in uh, in Berkeley between mm-hmm. Cal and in Stanford. I mean, this is it feels like the same person's been calling it, that game through this entire. Yeah, Joe Starkey. Yep. Yeah, just he just retired. Yeah, no, he just retired. Shout out to him. Yeah, shout out. Uh, to him. You, in case you want to check the importance of this, the uh, Oregon Ducks TVs that are throughout their facility are all playing nothing but or replaying nothing but the fourth quarter of last year's Civil War, as game. they should, because I think Duck fans have been replaying it in their minds forever. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know. Uh, the HDC, the Hatfield-Dallin com- complex down there, they have monitors everywhere. So when it's like the TVs are playing it, no, it is like probably hundreds of monitors <laughs> that have the fourth quarter just on repeat. And they should. They should. You well, should see that all the time. Well, apparently it was the player's idea, too. Ooh, I like it. See, and this is like the cheeky little college stuff that I find fantastic. Like, this is what rivalries are all about, right? It should go from replaying the fourth quarter over and over and over again to, um, you know, manufacturing bulletin board material a la Nick Saban where he puts up fake quotes in their locker room. Um, you, you just make up some Jonathan Smith quotes. And uh, plast them on the board there. I like, like that. that. That's what rivalry should all. That's what they should be about. Yes, is just make it up. Yeah, let's go. Let's have a contest of who who can make up the crazier quote. Yeah, the fake the fake outrage is what fuels all of these. Rivalries. Dan Lanning is responsible for all the lumber towns closing. You know what people are saying. <laughs> people are saying. I've heard it. I heard it on the radio. <laughs> That makes it true. <laughs> I heard it on the radio. Makes yeah, it true. yeah, it's the theme so. of the day. I hear, I hear it on the radio. Hmm. That if you were one of the players that was in that game, and here's the other thing with transfer portal, it's like there's a lot of guys that are walking through there, and be like, who the hell are these guys? <laughs> it's like, yeah, look at them. They got run hmm. all over. You know? hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because they weren't there last yeah, year. True. You know, you got Jordan Birch, Justin Jacobs, at Evan like, Williams. They're all just sitting there looking at it going, damn. How'd that happen? At least Evan Williams is looking at us and going, hey, there's my brother. Oh, Oh. there goes my brother. You know? (laughs) That's cold, man. Well, that's true. And it wouldn't be brotherly love without it. That part is entirely true. 
All right. Uh, that does it for us on this Tuesday. Hey, tomorrow's Wednesday, and we got a lot that we need to get to. We'll have our man Ryan Horvat on. Uh, we won't have a Thursday game, so it'll we'll be perfect. We got Horvat and picks yeah. same day, and we'll give you uh, our final. It, it's crazy to say our final Civil War previews will be tomorrow. Wow. Yeah, before the game. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, Coming up next, you got prime time with Isaac and Souk. I believe they are not going to be preempted. I think it oh, is a full four hours, huh? Four hours of power. Not getting, from, not getting, ro- not, not getting robbed. No, mm. from their mouths to your ears, mm. they're going to make sweet radio love to you. Mm. Um, have a great Tuesday, everybody. We'll see you Wednesday from noon to three, right here on ten eighty The Fan. Mm, bye. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 